Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Are you tired of being tracked online? There's a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hits Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradfo Show. That's delicious. After a little bit of a break, we're back. Bradfo Show. Uh, we had, the last one we did was uh, Remembering Pete Frady's, which I thought was a very, very good one with Bill Stacey, the Salem News, remembering um, a legend. Uh, and Pete Frady's, and uh, since then we've had the winter meetings, we've had a lot of hot stove stuff, and we're going to get to it, but uh, you know, life takes care of um, some people's schedule a lot of times, and I feel like that was the case last week, um, but it maybe it's better, maybe it's better because now we can hit this week, ground running, with all the things in the rearview mirror from the winter meetings, we get the lay of the land. We know how teams are approaching this offseason. We know what's going on with the Red Sox. This is a great time to do a hot stove podcast, and there's no better person to join me to do that hot stove podcast than the kerosene one, the one who brings the flames, the one who light the fires, kerosene Ken Laird. Is here to give me the, the and also the originator of soft collusion. Soft collusion, which was uh, I was mocked for that on uh, JD Martini night. We don't have proof of that because that podcast never ran. Alex Spears scoffed at me openly, uh, but that's fine. Alex is right on most things. I'm wrong on on most things. I got that one right. Although the market is opening up, as we see. I bit. think yeah, the, the soft collusion sort of in the rearview mirror a little bit. I think bit. so. What, it, it, was, it, was first, a two, it was a two year agreement. Okay, uh, I was going to say, as yeah. the person who identified soft mm-hmm. collusion from the ownership group yes, sir. groups, um, and well, you defined it, would you say now that soft collusion has dissipated? Because why? The TV deal is imminent. Did you see the big money that uh, some of the networks signed the PGA Tour for and even the Mountain West Conference? I mean, some of the ridiculous who, money that is who out needs, there. Who needs people in the stands? I mean, honest to God. I mean, who needs you Well, don't. that's not baseball's problem. Ba- baseball has that covered, and they will get a very lucrative TV deal. But But speaking of money, I almost want to interview you on your podcast. And speaking of Alex Spear, 
because Alex wrote a long piece about how the Red Sox are going to save $100 million by getting under this luxury tax threshold of $208 million. Okay, yes. If you read his recent piece. I skimmed it. Uh, it's obvious he's getting fed that from somewhere. Well, he's asking questions and he's yes. getting answers. So this is the team spin. Now you, I want to give you the ultimate credit. I still believe the banner moment of Red Sox baseball in 2019, don't laugh at this, was your reporting in London, right? You talked to John Henry, and he said the question is, how much money do we want to lose? We're over budget this year. We were over budget last year. Mm -hmm. So tell me straight, what's the reality here? Are the Red Sox really going to save $100 million? And as a Red Sox fan, I mean, should should you be stomaching this? It's it's very tough to take when Garrett Cole is signing for three hundred twenty four million dollars, and you are signing Martin Perez for one year and six. Like, is this just BS? No, are they I, really I think losing I, money. John yeah. Henry, billionaire John Henry, is yeah. really losing money. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that a lot of this comes back to business in terms of going forward. And so, I think a lot of what Alex Wright writes and reports is correct. Is that you know, there's a substantial. This isn't just a couple draft picks. There's a lot that goes into it. But at the same time, when you look at the Yankees and you look at, hey, we're just blowing through stuff and Garrett Cole is going to throw the money, um, that doesn't sit well with Red Sox fans, understandably. I think the one thing that that we should remember about this whole Red Sox deal, and, and people get so fired up about raising ticket prices a dollar and, and um, uh, you know the cutting the payroll and things like that, they're still going to have one of the highest payrolls in baseball, right? Correct? Let's say $208 million. Mm-hmm. So at $208 million, you are expected to compete. Now, when you compare their roster with the Yankees right now, there's one that's clearly better than the other if for the sole reason of starting pitching. I mean, it's, it's not even debatable, right? I mean, right. I mean, you can match up the lineups. You can even make a case for the bullpens. Um, but – you cannot say the Red Sox starting pitching is out on the par of the Yankees. But going back to the payroll of $208 million, there is an expectation, there should be an expectation, that they're going to compete. So I think the way they look at it is, hey, and this is what John Henry would say, and this is sort of what he was saying in London. Hey, listen, I've, I'm paying the money. I'm paying $208 million. It's not my, my fault that they told me the wrong things to spend it on, and now we have to play catch-up a little bit. I'm not dropping the payroll down to $130 million. I'm paying the money, so maybe we have to be a little bit smarter about it. One of the things that from the High and Bloom press conference, I won't forget that John Henry said, which was totally cherry-picking uh, a stat. It's true, but you know, over the last 10 years, you look at the Rays, win-losses, wins. I mean, they have, whatever, among the most wins in baseball. Right. Um, okay, but Ken, as we sit here right now, think about it. Think about, uh, you know, I heard on our station, I heard an advertisement for Red Sox tickets, and I'm thinking, man, you know, the, the, the organization that prioritized making the big signing and when, at, uh, whenever they release tickets, you know, how, how things have changed. Because as we sit here right now, this is, this is, not, this is not a semblance of, of, of hey, we're going to do this, and so everyone buy tickets. They're digging in. I mean, they're digging in. They, they have to be ready to take a hit in terms of ticket sales. There's no question about it for the sake of we're going to regroup and we're going to, like, hopefully get high and bloom to fix this thing. Right. I, I mean, yeah. It's one thing, if, if you're right, if John Henry was just pissed at Dombrowski for wasting his money, 
If, is that kind of what well, you're I think, hinting I, at? I think, Ken, we've talked about this a million times. Yeah. I think that's exactly the message he was sending. And then after Dombrowski was let go, that only became more clear when he said we were disagreeing on things. That's why he wasn't getting an extension. Right. That, that's fine. I mean, I think, I think everybody would understand that. But, but, but when you're saying we're losing money, we're over budget, it's just hard to – as I, I can, I'm, as a Red Sox fan, that's don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got plenty of money. Is that is that even the right term? I don't know. <laughs> don't piss back down my back and tell me it's raining. Well, anyway, what did a kerosene put, put it, saying there? Put it, put it on the t-shirts. Where where are we? Where? Skate, by the way, skate pod. I, we didn't even mention that you were with a skate pod. Our yes, family, a community. Bob McKenzie dropping later this All week. Right. The Bob and, and you can buy your "Don't piss down my back and say I'm raining" <laughs> T-shirts from the Skate Pod store later. Where are we with Mookie Betts? All right, because there were reports now. Jeff Passan said they don't think he'll be traded. Uh, I, well, I've said this. I've said this for a while now. I don't think he's going to be traded um, because I think it's just risk reward. I think what what is more valuable to you as for the Red Sox, it's to have Mookie ride it out with Mookie Betts right now. I wrote this, and and some misguided people didn't really couldn't comprehend it. But the best time to trade him was last trade deadline. Now, was that realistic? Probably not, because they were in it. We were screaming and yelling, "Why did they make a moves?" But I had one executive who who unsolicited said, "I couldn't tell you if High and Bloom was in charge if he would have traded Mookie Betts last trade deadline." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 what?" Like that was the first time I had ever heard that mention, and but it makes for if you're talking about the type of guy that we're saying High and Bloom is, mm-hmm. and the the bold moves that they have to make, and by the way, Sam Kennedy coming on the Greg Hill show, and when asked about did you talk about trading Mookie Betts, it's like we talked about we talked about talking about everything. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Well, yeah, it's his famous quote that day was sometimes the. Best deals you make are the ones you don't. Right, but he also said he also basically said that they discussed everything, mm-hmm. and everything would be entertaining trade for Mookie Betts. Like I said, that was probably the best time to trade him right there. And you go back to uh, there's other there's plenty of examples of this. Remember, I mean, David Price was dealt with a year and a half to go, um, and Dave Dombrowski got him from Tampa. Actually, the better deal, and I think this was more a credit to Dombrowski than it was the timing of it, the better deal was the price trade when what Detroit got from Toronto, the the next trade deadline. So anyway, my thing with bets is that would have been undeniably the best time to trade him. I have a pretty good idea about what he was offered last spring training, and I have a pretty good idea of what he's asking and I can tell you, this is just Mookie Betts digging in. Right? It's close or it's not close? It's not close. Not close. No. And this he is, and his agents think he'll get – I mean, look. Uh, put it this way. Put it this way. When everyone comes out and says, um, oh, well, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado or even Anthony Rendon, mm-hmm. there's one name. There is one name, one name that Mookie Betts is eyeing. Mike Trout. Okay. All Trout right. got 12 for 420. Right. Okay. All right, so is that right? Yeah, five and a half per. Yeah, four twenty-six. So, so, and we know this about this isn't a mystery about Mookie. I mean, we've said plenty of time. You're like, hey, I'm gonna set a price, and I'm not gonna let emotions get in the way, and and that's gonna be the price. Now, so what were the Red Sox? I think they were they were just north of Manny Machado money, and so 
when you have that, and have, so that's a hundred million dollars off. Yeah, I mean that's you're a couple years. You're talking about over three hundred million, but you're not talking about over four hundred million. Yeah, and so if that's the case, and unless things have changed, then you're not really gonna have an opportunity. It, it looks like right now to sign Mookie Betts. All of that said, the the Theo Epstein quote, which I think Ian Brown surfaced a couple weeks ago, hey, don't undervalue the one year of a superstar player. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, however, we saw Goldschmidt get traded, and then he signed an extension. But so theoretically, somebody could... But see that, But that's the problem, is that because Goldschmidt, when that deal was done... Which there was, was December it, of 2018. There was a very strong inclination that he was going to sign an extension with St. Louis. But, but if Mookie got trout money, wouldn't he do it? Mookie, no. He wants, he yeah, wants to be entertained. Yeah, if, 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 so, okay, if you have a team... Mm-hmm. Dodgers, whatever. Okay, let's say the Dodgers. All right, you have a do- team of the Dodgers. First of all, they're going to give up... What It has to be good players because the Red Sox aren't going to do a deal without good players. Right. You're going to have to pay him $27 million, you already know, for this year with no guarantees. And then, on top of it, you think that you're going to spend over four, around $400 million for this player. That's a lot to commit to. Um, and, you know, and so, or will you just wait it out and just, just pay the money? Because I don't think that... This is another thing. I don't think that Mookie is going to change his demands. I don't think he certainly isn't going to lower his demands based on how teams are spending money right now in the offseason, right? Correct. And things are trending yep. in his direction. That's true. Which is polar opposite. I wrote this today. Jackie Bradley, when we did a podcast, had a, had a really good quote about how, hey, I look forward to free agency. I know that t- people don't anymore. Players don't. They get really insecure, but I'm looking forward to it. That's Mookie Betts' words right now. I'm looking forward to free agency, and as much as I was looking forward to it before, I'm looking forward to it even more now. And so if you're the Dodgers, just you just ride it out. Just ride it out. And if you're the Red Sox, I just, I have a hard time believing that they are going to get something that's worth it in exchange for Mookie Betts that's going to be better than riding out another year of Mookie Betts. It, it also is better spin control. I don't know if this is a major factor, but if they trade Mookie, it goes down in history as the Babe Ruth of the of this generation, right? They they moved on. If he leaves and they off, they did all they could and they spin it that way, then he left of his own accord. Well, I mean, they, they could but they, they he's been giving them that gift for the last couple of years. Yeah, that's true. And, and they could trade him right now, and they could just say, "Hey, listen, we tried." Yeah, but some but by, but there are, uh, some fans would say you didn't offer enough. You know, if it's just if it's just pure dollars and cents. Sure, but okay. So I'll ask you: Do you sign what if you're if you're running a team right now? Yep. Do you sign Mookie Betts? Maybe not to the the level of Mike Trout, but let's say four hundred million. Yes, I mean yes, you I, do. I match that next year, whatever his you know. I you take let him go on out of the market and final out what his top dollar figure is, and to the best of your ability, you find that. That's accurate, and you you match that deal. Uh, oh, you know, but, but, but you don't you know what that is right now. I mean, right now you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. I mean, you have but, you, okay, you have say trout and everybody else. Money. Oh, I mean, Rendon Rendon annual value is right around trout, but it's only seven years. Seven for two forty five. Okay, yeah. so 
you know, does Mookie, will Mookie do, I don't think Mookie will do something nope. like that. Nope. But it's, do you want to, if you're the Red Sox, do you allocate that much money to this player? Now I will say this, is that people say he had a down year this year, right? Or whatever. Not Certainly not as good as 2018. He's betting on himself. And the Red Sox have to be, you know, now are they going to be betting on him? He had the best, I, I looked it up today, uh, there was five players after the All-Star break who had an OPS of over 1,000. He was one of them. So people forget he was really good for the second half of the year. And maybe that's getting all the swing nonsense out of his system and leadoff spot and everything else. I don't know. But if you're going to base off 2018 and the second half of 2019 – he is close to – he is a notch above these other guys. He's a notch above Rendon. He's a notch above Machado. He's a notch above Harper. Of course he is. He's a notch above all these position players with the exception of Mike Trout. Well, and I heard Rich Keith bring this up the other day, and he's right. Andrew McCutcheon is a scary comparable because I watched McCutcheon in Pittsburgh, and he has sort of fallen off the cliff. He was a you know yearly MVP candidate, all-star until the age of 28, and then – 29, 30, the decline started. So being in Pittsburgh, what was the contract talk then? Well, about it's making... just totally different. I mean, they, there was, was, they were never they no, were... going to sign him. But um, the, do you believe, maybe people don't know McCutcheon as I do, but he's, <laughs> oh, No one knows McCutcheon like you, Ken. Well, I, just, I watch him a lot. I mean, I, but don't, I don't, don't get defensive I, about Andrew McCutcheon. But Mookie's a better player, in my opinion. That's why it's tough to make that comparison. I, I, I think he'll hold up a lot better. That McCutcheon did, and you know these deals. You're always looking to get what two thirds of the value out if he if he lasts six of the ten years. I mean, look at the Garrett Cole thing's ridiculous. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's he's going to be great for three years, and then good luck. Yeah, and then maybe bounce back and evolve after a Tommy John surgery. By the way, Rosenthal also wrote this about Mookie. I don't know if you agree, if you uh, believe this uh, in the Athletic. Padres general manager AJ Preller explores trades for every big name. This offseason, he has discussed not only Francisco Lindor, but also Red Sox right fielder Mookie Betts, according to Major League sources. So, okay. I mean, that discussed, what does that It's kind of like, it's, but, that's sort of the most, that's vague on top of vague, isn't yeah, it? It is. And it's, I don't just... But, but the Red Sox are open to discussing him. Of course. I mean, how can you not be? I mean, this is, I think this is what we've said all along, Ken, which is, you you have to determine is there first of all is there a deal to get done with Mookie Betts right now I don't think there is so, then if there's not a deal to get done can you get a deal that you think is going to be of value to you worth more than riding out at least to the All Star break with this guy yeah. and if there's not there's not it's it's not and I'm not saying that price is is the same as Betts but I go back to that deal remember I mean. When he went to uh, from Tampa to Detroit, it was like Drew Smiley. Um, that was a year and a half before, and then they the trade they made to Toronto. This is halfway through the year. Uh, like I said, I think he got an even better deal. Um, you have to remind me some, but he got a couple of good pitchers, and you know it's it's still the gold. Everyone's going to bring up the Goldschmidt thing, but I just think you can't discount the fact that Goldschmidt was always going to stay in St. Louis. Uh, the trade in 2015 was Matthew Boyd, Daniel Norris, and a prospect. Yeah, so boy, yeah, so that was a better trade, and that was a, that was that July was a, 30th. That was a trade deadline before he became a free agent, right? And the other trade was with a year and a half, which would have been Mookie's last trade. So deadline. Three team trade, Seattle involved. Yeah, they get Drew Smiley and right. 
somebody, some other guys. It was Willie Adonis. Even, but even at the time, they were like, and I don't know what Hyam Bloom was thinking in this case, Ken. But even at the time, you know, like for David Price for a year and a half, for David Price, that's all you got. So, well, Adonis is a good good prospect. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of Hyam Bloom, Mister Creativity. Uh, what's what's happening here? The, so, okay, you're gonna ride Mookie out. Martin Perez, your guy, uh, Porcello's in New By York. By the way, Mookie isn't shaping this offseason. There's one guy who's shaping this offseason. Who's that? David Price. David Price is okay. So, by the way, now Corey Kluber just got moved. Yeah. So, is this the framework of a Price deal? No. No. Both because 34. Kluber had one. Because Kluber, number one, listen, they both have injury things. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kluber's. Cheaper, seventeen and a half million this year. Vesting option for also yes. Okay, let's stop right there. He has one year of control, and then he has another year with his option year. David Price has three three years. Right. If there was no injuries with David Price, you would say that was a plus that you have this guy for three years. But there are injuries, so you can't look at it that way. And with Kluber, same thing. He has injuries, so you look at it as a plus that there's one more year. Left, like people can talk about Kluber and Bumgarner. Bumgarner's another one, which is uh, you know he he's another guy with injury history. Um, velocity has gone down. This is my thing about Price, is that you knew that Kluber, you knew that Bumgarner, you knew that you know, those guys were going to be the next tier after um, Wheeler, after Strasburg, Strasburg, after Cole. Cole, yeah. Um, so it's Kluber is the first guy, the first guy of the trade guys. So people right now, free agency. So this is what it comes down to, Ken. The David Price has set the scene for David Price. The Red Sox need to trade David Price. And that's a fact, right? There's no, other, no, I mean, no way out of this. Figure that, unless somebody knows. Jackie Bradley Jr. is not going to cut it. Like, no, it's like you need to trade David Price. So – you need to do that, and I, the, you talk about spin, a lot of the spin. Well, you know, the market is great. The market is starting pitching. This they got. I love the report that came out that was like, there's a lot of interest in David Price. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, which I kind of believe. Okay, actually. okay. I, some interest. You know, no, this, I'm sure there's some, but we have to be realistic about this. First of all, when they're saying there's a lot of interest, is that reporter going to every team? And saying, hey, are you interested? No, it's coming from one place. Right, the Red Sox are right, saying. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So that's fine. But then you have this, Then you have the dynamic of a lot of teams need starting pitching. And, you know, I talked to one executive, and I just asked him, hey, do you believe in this David Price market? And he was like, well, yeah, but he's behind a lot of guys. And so I'm just I'll look at this pull pull this up this uh, okay behind guys that need traded or just everybody guys who'd be traded okay so the the two guys right now that you could even consider at the level of David Price free agency mm-hmm. uh, Ryu which maybe have he maybe have signed by the time people listen to this I don't know but Ryu and um uh and Keiko okay okay and I threw this out there. Because MLB trade rumors had originally had Ryu at three years, fifty-seven million. He's going to make make more than that. But I threw this out there when I wrote my post the other day. Who do you got, Ryu or David Price, Price yeah. for three years at sixty million? Because that's basically what it. 
you know, that's what we think that they're going to lower it for price. Three well, years, sixty million. Well, Ryu has had no health issues, has he? Oh, he's had a ton. Has he? Yeah, he's had a well, ton. He was really good in the playoffs two years ago. But... He he has he's had a ton, and he's had a, he had a great year last year, ERA champ. Um, but you look at Price. Price has been a good pitcher when healthy. Price is pitching the American League East, which you know Ryu obviously haven't hasn't. So anyway, to come back to David Price's market. After you have Bumgarner, after you have Kluber, now you have teams that have some money and have the need for a starting pitching. Minnesota, Toronto, Cardinals, San Diego, L.A., Dodgers, White Sox, Atlanta, and some others. Mm. It's a lot. So yeah. so when they said there is a market for David Price. Those are the same teams. Right? I believe it. You yeah. know, I believe, yeah, yeah there, there kind of is. But at the same time, you have to get through Ryu. You have to get through Keuchel. And then, most importantly, now you have to get through. The Red Sox aren't the only teams, Ken, that are looking to take advantage of this market with trades. I throw at Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is Arizona. He's ahead of David Price. He's wow. you know he's he's maybe not a good a pitcher, yeah. but he's cheaper and he's going to be one year, and they're looking to trade him. Hmm. So you have those sort of guys. So when you talk about the Red Sox offseason and it being held up by David Price. It is because they have to wait out, get in line behind these other teams. I think so. It'll be another week. You're saying when once Keiko and Ryu go, no, I don't. Even, I don't even know. I mean, Keiko is like, you know, I I would take Keiko is a notch down. You know, he he was okay with the Braves. He he's just okay. I think he's in middle of the rotation guy right now. So what's their plan then? I mean, it, it, now Kluber, you're saying is not a comp, but they got back the line of the shields and a prospect, so a mid-level big leaguer and a prospect. Mm-hmm. If price is somewhere in that range, they're going to get one of their needs back from the price trade of no. the ones they have, or nothing. They're well, just going to. Well, I mean, it's that's I, their choice. I guess I, first of all, the guy uh, I'm probably butchering his name, Class A, the Emmanuel Class A. He he's good. Like he's good. The prospect in the in the Kluber trade. He's not a prospect. He pitched last oh, okay. year. He, uh, he, we, and I know that some other people have surfaced this. I think we did as well. Actually, in the wildly popular Matt Barnes podcast, but we were in the clubhouse watching this guy pitch, and there were players gathered around the TV, like, "Oh my God, that guy just threw." He in, throws a hundred, right? Well, he throws a ninety-nine mile an hour sinker. You know, so it's. You know, it, it, it's it's like he has an elect, so he has a lot of promise. The Shields fills the role, it's fine. I mean, you know as well as I do, Ken. It's not what they're getting back for Price. Well, it could be if they get back a significant bullpen piece. I mean, right now it's the same group they had last year, which it's, yeah, well, all right, they started, but. yeah. But how much you know for them? It's you know you're almost prioritizing the money over everything, right? Which is right, and which is again tough to hear. But okay, so so don't look for much. You're saying don't look for much back in terms of price. I don't, I don't think so. So, but what else? I mean, they have some. They're, put it this way, they're a whole lot more desperate. I would imagine they're a whole lot more desperate to trade price than they are Mookie. So, what's their rotation look like on opening day as you sit here today? Well, this is where you an know opener. There'll be an opener. But here, oh, <laughs> on opening day, the first opening day Josh opener. Smith? I think Martin. So you know, I think Martin Perez, Martin Perez. Uh-huh. I think he's going to be like Jalen Beeks or something like oh, that. Oh, God. Well, I think he's going to be like – I because I, I had some like – people think he can be a really good reliever, and which they – I don't think they'll come out and ever say, hey, this is going to be a reliever. But that guy, you talk about an opener, yeah, that sort of guy. 
So I don't know. But what, what's the rotation? That's, we all knew this was an imperfect world the Red Sox were living in. But it's, it's sort of wish, what you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, you know, you're worse off trying to fill in maybe with Mookie than you are with David Price because we still don't know David Price's health. That's another part of the David Price trade, which I think people totally devalue. Is his health? They're trying to ship him as a healthy product right now. He might yeah, of be, course. Yeah. They're saying he's ready for spring training. Okay, well, ha- what happens? You, first time you get the MRI, and you have the unique elbow, mm-hmm. and you've had these other physical ailments. There's no guarantee. There's probably even Kluber had this one injury, right? Price has had these like weird yes. confluence of injuries, yeah. and so so there's no guarantee what you're going to get from Price when he pitches. He's pretty good. He's pretty good, but you don't know what you're going to get from him. So I think I that, mean you could, but you could go the other way and say if they trade Price, they're not contending. Like they, they, their only hope of contending is Sale and Price are somehow excellent. Well, I think that, I think I think maybe they just feel that we'll take the chance. They'll do as long as you have. Here's what I guess that they would be thinking: Sale is an important part of this because you can't you always they learn their lesson this is why you paid 217 million dollars for price and trade for Chris Sale you need the guy you need the guy that you think that can compete with Garrett Cole right then you need then you know then you have to hope with Evaldi you have to hope Eduardo Rodriguez keeps taking steps forward and then you go from there but you know i, I think that they're just like we have to make a decision somewhere and we feel like we can maybe find a diamond in the rough to fill in where prices um if we trade them but you have to do that and may and that, that's the problem i have with you know i don't know how martin perez is going to do but more and more teams are doing this thing i mean they did with Evaldi, where you have we think this guy is going to be good because we are we have figured something out he discovered his cutter late last we year. discovered a cutter or yeah. if, if he tweaks this or he tweaks that it's going to take him to the next level. I mean, this once again, this was Evaldi. This was Joe Kelly yeah. with the Dodgers. And and this is how teams are doing. They're paying more for promise than they are a past production. And that's all to me it's it's sort of a dangerous thing. This is why Rick Porcell gets a one one year deal. <laughs> yes. One for ten. One for ten. Always wanted to be a Met. Now he's spinning it as uh, was his childhood team. It's just a dream come true. His dream come true. Yeah. Always wanted to be. A I Met. mean, his dream come true was signing a contract with the Red Sox <laughs> back in in March. Not but... anymore, buddy. He is off the Bradford show. Yeah. All right. So that, I mean, that those are the big topics I wanted to get your insight on. So I appreciate that. But you're saying, Mister Creativity, high and bloom. Don't look for much. He's got to pull no, a rabbit I, out I, of his hat to get Price said, out of here, and then they're going to try no, to I've, find. I've said this before. Rough. I said. And everyone's like, they don't do anything. They're going to do something. It's just like when we're covering this team and it's not great for ticket sales or anything else, it's almost impossible other than thinking, knowing that they're probably going to try to trade David Price. It's impossible to say they're going after this guy or they're going after that guy. Think about this. Have you ever remember a Red Sox offseason where we, we haven't been able to, to identify a free agent on any level <laughs> of saying, oh, they're – even I, I think there was a trickle of they're in on Sergio Romo. No, Avisayel Garcia? That was there was some hot talk. Uh, there was? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hear that. Well, he played in Tampa, right? So there was uh, it was the Bloom connection. But yeah, but this is this is, you know, you know, Martin Perez. You, you, Martin Perez is basically the same money that they signed Julian Tavares for back in the day. Or wasted on Steve Pierce last year. Wasted on yes. Who didn't play on. Well, he's unofficially retired. That's, now. 
Yeah. Breaking news. R.I.P. Um, so right, anyway, good. you get you get this. That's this, an update. Baseball talk out of your system? Yeah, that's what I wanted. I mean, we don't get a whole lot of this these days on, on mainstream sports it talk is, radio. Unfortunately for the Red Sox, this is the, this is the spot they're in right now. They're, they're well behind well, Spygate, too. The spot they're in there. They're relegated to the Bradford Show? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a big-time podcast, but you know, it's got to translate on the air at some point. It I does translate. So. You ever listen to Wednesday night at 9 oh, o'clock every, every week? My, the Mutt begrudgingly. <laughs> we'll just be it. out before or after that segment. Hopefully before. Oh, um, we'll scoop mutt, but yeah, oh yeah, it'll be out. Well, but, but, but it's listen. Um, <laughs> you know how it was back in the day. The 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 last bastion of the <laughs> of the hot stove show. Yeah, last year, the hot stove show. That was that was that was probably maybe my most uh, awkward time oh, in radio. That was one, a guy who it was awkward between breaks. That's for sure. Uh, desperately did not want to be there. I think mutt's embraced it now in its current role. I'm not sure it's. Uh, do you think? Do you think? Let me ask you this real yep. quick. Do you think that because we see the numbers on the website, anything we put up, Red Sox it gets right. And I know it's not apples to apples. Do you do you think that that this stuff is underserved on terrestrial radio? Uh, n- mm, yes, somewhat. Yes, because we do almost none of it on EI, and I think we should do some of it. Uh, but it's hard to argue with the monster that the Patriots are. People just crave anything during football season. I mean, I know what you're saying, though. I, I mean, Strate- there, I think, there I, is an appetite for it. I think that you could strategically. It's, it needs to be strategically built into the show, and sometimes it's. Well, what, what happens? The problem the host is, gets into the segment and they think, <laughs> "Oh, we're losing people." We well, the, yeah. The, well, the problem is, is that, and this goes back to you know back in the day when you know this, uh, we aren't talking sports. When you do talk about it, you can tell. If if, the, if you get the sense that they don't want to talk about yeah, it, there's always somebody in the room who's unprepared, didn't do the work on it, and they feel like you know. And if you have one person in the room, it's cooler to be down on baseball, you know, so they'll just rag on it. Yeah, so you can't get it anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, this is you know there is there's things to be had here. Um, Boy, wait till the uh, uh, Red Sox. Uh, well, it's not at Foxwoods this year, right? It's uh, in Springfield. Yes, we're... but the people that turn out for that, it is unbelievable. Oh yeah, we are. Who could forget this show? Are you going to do that show again I with me? I would love to be invited. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that Winter was. Weekend. It's coming up soon, huh? Not really. Oh, okay. And oh, and and in January. Yeah, usually, it's that that week between uh, the AFC Championship and Super Bowl. But it's. Um, I think that. I think that it's going to be. It, first of all, it's been a good off season for baseball. It really has. I mean, whether it's they got the game the whether it's yeah. TV contracts or they got a secret secret memo from. Uh, Baseball to ownership saying you better spend money or else, and Braves you better it's make this first uh, signing. But it, it's it's been a good off season for baseball, and it has reversed course. But you know, with the Red Sox, to me, it's just, again, this is just it's not sexy, but it's just like okay, we're gonna wait this out because I do feel like everything hinges on the price thing. I, I don't know any other way to look at it. I don't. So. Well, symbolically, we are being booted for the Bill Belichick. Oh, all right. Call, anyway, so. all right. Let me but, wrap this up. Good. Lord Hobo, thank you for your sponsorship. Thank you for everybody listening. Please go subscribe to the Bradfoe Show as the best Christmas gift you can give anybody. And uh, Kerosene Ken Laird, thank you for sort of being a guest, sort of hosting the show. Thank you. I feel like I got my fix in. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you next time. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months. 
and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car looking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with a push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Ever wonder what it's like to play in an MLB game? Play loud as your exclusive look into the fun of the game as we mic up the league's biggest stars and follow them with dedicated cameras both on and off the field. Watch game time reactions to some of the biggest plays and follow your favorite players as they chat in the dugout with their teammates between innings. You never know what you're going to see or hear. It's baseball like you've never watched before. Tune in for new episodes of Play Loud only on the MLB YouTube channel. MLB YouTube channel.